2: The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for American Horror Story. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest American Horror Story news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's AfterBuzz TV for American Horror Stories. Welcome to
1: AfterBuzz for American Horror Stories Season 1, Episode 2, Home Invasion. I am your host, Billy Nellis. I am joined by my lovely co-host, David Schifoletti. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Our other regular co-host. They're here. (laughs) Our other regular co-host, Brett Malick, couldn't be here with us tonight, but he will be back next week, so we'll miss him tonight, but see him soon. He's in our hearts. He is. So, welcome back to what we're liking to call our group therapy session um, for American Horror Story, because it kind of feels like that's what we need every week after <laughs> sitting down and watching this show that is proving to be intense, intense, intense.
3: Like beyond.
1: Right. My heart is still racing. Yeah. I'm like trying to catch my breath. I know. And I still maybe haven't yet. I still maybe haven't.
3: It's really intense. I'm a little bit, I'm like, I'm a mess right <laughs> yeah. now. I'm
1: very flustered. We all are, I think. All it's, over the. Place. I don't
3: know what's going on right now. Okay, yeah. sorry. There we yeah. go.
1: It was it was an intense episode this week. We. Um, it was very intense. Yeah. It was. I think that's like our going to be our word tonight. So we apologize <laughs> it is. for the overuse. We're going I'm um, gonna Google a, a synonym. A synonym. All right. So tonight we saw um, some more story with Ben and his mistress from from Boston. Hayden. H- Hayden. We. Met. I'm
3: a little actually surprised. That are they you? brought her back, okay. Only because I get like he. She, we saw it in the first episode. We didn't actually see the girl, and we didn't find out her name. I'm just like a little shocked that they brought back.
1: Oh, they brought it. They brought it.
3: it into the story and made it is are giving the mistress her own
1: storyline. Right. Well, I think, not that I'm complaining, yeah. but I think it's it's just strange. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I definitely didn't. I didn't really see it coming back in to play so right? much. Right, and I'm sort of, kind of forgot about it. Yeah. I'm kind of happy, though, because it definitely seems like it's setting up some interesting stuff. She seems a little unhinged.
3: Right, and on top of that, I mean, it does give us a whole other aspect of what's going on in this in the lives of this family, and if this show didn't have the whole horror aspect of it, that's where it would go anyways, so I guess right. that's what they were thinking.
1: Right, right. So we saw them, and we also witnessed um, Vivian and Violet, who were left at home once Ben went away, Mm -hmm. we saw this harrowing home invasion, as the title spelled out for us this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Pretty intense stuff. Very intense. It was probably like 30 minutes of just kind of of edge-of-your-seat terror.
3: Well, yeah, exactly what you'd expect from a horror movie. Exactly. But compacted into 30 minutes, and so much has to happen... For it to have that intense feeling in, in such a short period of time, right. it just, it literally takes your breath away.
1: Yeah. All right, before we before we really dig deep into it, I want to ask you, since this is a new show and we're on the second episode and we love the pilot, your opinion, do we think that this episode was better? Do you think it's improved upon the promise of the pilot or do we think that it still has something- Are you asking I'm, me? I'm asking you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want your opinion. Um, I think
3: from the pilot episode to the second episode, the show has vastly improved. Yeah. I'm Because I you. know that we were talking about last week, how are they going to sustain this whole horror theme for a whole season, let alone a whole series, let alone more than one season. But from first week to second week, so much has improved. Yeah, not to say that the pilot wasn't didn't blow me away because it did, but the second episode has exceeded my expectations right. for where they were going to take the show.
1: I, I agree with you. I think that definitely what what happened is it lived up to the promise. I don't know that it it was like a better episode. I just think that it was on par and it didn't disappoint what we wanted and what the pilot teased us with yeah it definitely lived up to that and i do i my fears about sustainability i think from this episode are at bay for the time being um agreed i think that as it continues we it still stands to see but for the time being i am i'm comfortable and i'm i'm into it and i'm psyched <laughs> comfortable
3: I think. in quotation
1: marks yeah, I as think. comfortable <laughs> as one can be when watching this show
3: all right. Oh, my God. And if there's anyone out there listening to us and you have a comment on what you thought about the first episode or the second episode, don't forget to call us here at 424-256-1729.
1: Yes, please do. All right, well, let's get into it. I want to talk first in depth about this Ben and Hayden thing. Get okay. that out of the way before we really talk about all the home invasions that we saw tonight. Awesome. So Ben gets a call from a woman. We don't know who. She says, I'm pregnant. And... Next thing we know, he's telling Viv he has to go see some patient. He's clearly making up and he's in Boston getting this girl an abortion, right. hanging out with her. And are we surprised that it was so easy for him to already go back into lying to Viv after he's clearly trying to, to fix something?
3: I mean, I'm not I'm not really sure what he's thinking Right. going back to Boston. Like, why not just be like, look, I'm trying to move on from this. I'm really sorry that you're pregnant. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. And I'm I'm sorry that you've made the decision to have an abortion, because clearly that is your choice as a right. pregnant lady. Um, but why put yourself through going back to Boston, lying to your wife? She already knows that you cheated on her. Wait, why so- not just be like, look, my mistress called me. She's pregnant. I'm going to Boston. She's having an abortion. I'll be back.
1: Right. And I think what's interesting is when we saw Ben with Larry when he's out for that run, and Larry is somehow just magically in that bridge <laughs> that Ben is having his breakdown in. Of course. Larry even says to him that he that you have to do the honorable thing and be honest, or else the house is is winning you, which is what Larry has been warning Ben all along, that the right. house preys upon you. And right after that, what do we see Ben do but do the exact opposite right. and lie to her? So I'm a little concerned about. What's going on with Ben?
3: Well, at the same time, he is trying to protect his wife, which is probably not the right thing to do. But how believable is Larry? Right. Like, how trustworthy is this creepy man who just happens to (laughs) To be be everywhere? everywhere. (laughs) Like, is he following him? Is he, did he come out of the wall?
1: Yeah. Like, where is he coming from? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we see Ben. When we see Ben in Boston, he's he's with Hayden and she you know, he promises that they're on a desert island, he's not gonna take calls. And meanwhile we see Viv frantically trying to call him, which we'll get to in a second, why. But he's finally puts the phone in Hayden's purse. Which makes no sense. I guess to quell her cause it seemed like she was gonna have some weird, crazy breakdown. She, she seems was, like a jealous girlfriend. Yeah. Well, at, she's promising that she's over it. Right. And then Excited about pizza, and then the phone rings and is crying. And then no pizza. and Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But then, but after just what I thought was most telling about this girl, and as we saw in the previews for next week, obviously she's back. What I think is most telling about her maybe instability mentally was she tells Ben... That you know, she's over it. She just needs him for this weekend. She never wanted anything. How embarrassing was it? How how cliche to sleep with her teacher? And then after the phone rings, she's hugging him. All I ever wanted was for you to love me. Right. So clearly, she's got some issues. There's something like wrong. she's
3: completely unstable. Right. He should have never been sleeping with a student, let alone a
1: psychopath. Right. Never going back to Boston to feed into <laughs> it even longer to sit with her through what her abortion. Are you this thinking? is totally a bad idea. Like, red flags. Yeah. So
3: Red flags. And then you put your phone in her purse. You don't just, like, turn it off and stick it in your pocket. You leave your phone on and stick it in her purse. Yeah. What are you thinking? Like, I just wanted to smack him.
1: Yeah. Stupid, stupid man. No thought. No thought there. No. And you'd think for a psychiatrist... He would be aware of what was happening. Right. and, And realize what she's doing. And not... Play not falling for it and so not much. play into it right
3: and not like feed her whatever's her insecurities and right. her
1: delusions or whatever is going on in this situation drives me crazy yeah so but this whole situation really removed Ben took Ben out of Los Angeles took Ben away from Viv and Violet and opened up the opportunity for what the remainder of the episode was right and what was so scary this week so we got frightening a f- right <laughs> so <laughs> Frightening. We did see the <laughs> foreshadowing in this week's prologue, which I'm hoping is going to be a constant where the show opener is something about the house's history. Right. Because we've seen that both times now, and I'm hoping that's a constant because I like that, that it's not just in present day and we are seeing the history, this clearly storied, violent history of this house.
3: Right. I mean, clearly when the real estate agent showed them this house, there is such a vast rich history of
1: brutal murders in this house. That wasn't contained to just that one murder-suicide that had to disclose.
3: Exactly, and it's fantastic as a viewer to see everything that's happened so far in the house up to present day, and I'm, I'm just basically agreeing
1: with you. Yeah. I love it. That so was good. So we see. Um, I'm a, I mean, do we think there was a, a sorority house? Is that where the consensus I lies?
3: No, because there was a nurse there, and they were slightly weirdly religious. Yeah. Or I don't know and if then it the was other particularly just that one girl. I mean, it would make sense if it was a sorority.
1: Yeah. That's there's, what a I of, there's a lot of. There's a lot of. There's at least five girls there because we see three who leave to go to see the doors of the yeah. ball and two who are staying. So that's but a lot of roommates. Nurse. Yeah. So anyway, we see these girls, and we see this brutal home invasion murder. This man shows up, claims that he's been hurt and he needs some help, and these girls are, one's a nurse and one's clearly a pious Christian. So they, of course, let him in. And the girl who's the pious Christian, we notice she's studying for anatomy, so she clearly wants to be a doctor or something. Perhaps they're in nursing school. Maybe. Which would make sense. All right. So they want to help him. They realize, though, that this blood on his forehead, she can't find a cause for this blood. And that's when things change. And the man sort of loses it and attacks them both. And then brutally murders them. To say the least. To say the least. To, to sum it up in to a neat bow. To sum it up
0: in
3: a, pa- in a small little package. Right. He basically... We find out later Gladys was the bigger girl. He drowned her upstairs. Mm-hmm. And Maria, he...
1: Stabbed to death. Right. After dressing her in In a nurse nurse costume that Gladys was wearing. Yeah. That's why
3: I'm thinking that they might be in nursing school um, only because where did he get that from?
1: Right. Let's see. I thought he just took it off of Gladys and put it on and wanted the other girl to put it on.
3: That's what I thought in the opener as well.
1: But then it fit her so perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. We saw that in the prologue and later on in the episode, we see once Ben has left Viv and Violet are in for a night alone, and the doorbell rings. And Viv goes to open the door, and there's a girl at the door who has a blood on her forehead and wants to be let in. Claiming
3: and, the same thing that the man from the opener was claiming.
1: Instantly, we as an audience freak, because we're not sure what's going on. We're not sure if this is some sort of something that the house is doing Right, but we again. know that we've seen it before. But we know that we and know where that it, it ended up. We last know time. what this portends. <laughs> we know this is danger, danger. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> exactly. Right, and we become some bus. some bell goes off in Viv's head because she doesn't open the door. She's 2011. Women are a little wiser. Well, I mean, if someone safer. knocked on
3: your door and was like, "I'm bleeding from the head. Can you open the door and let me in?" Would you let them in? No, <laughs> like, probably wouldn't.
1: <laughs> I'd feel bad, but I wouldn't do it. (laughs) I don't know. I definitely would not. I'd call the police, but I wouldn't let them in. Right. So that's what Viv wants to do. And the girl starts freaking out. Starts pounding on the door. Starts ringing the doorbell incessantly. And then all of a sudden it stops. And we see shadows behind Viv. We know that something isn't right. That there's more to this than just this girl that's hurt. Right.
3: And Viv can't find her phone.
1: Right. Magically gone from its dock where it was charging. So, oh, God, <laughs> just talking about it again gets me a little like I'm 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 nervous again. I know I'm like talking about it. I'm reliving it and I am nervous again. So the girl comes back to the door as Viv looks with a peephole and she has this creepy mask on at the same time. Someone shows up behind her and knocks her out and is also wearing a mask. And we cut the commercial black, break. like black mask, really creepy, black, like weird some sort of middle ages mask or something. I'm not really sure what it was supposed to be. Neither do I, but it was freaking. Yeah, they're weird. It was like the eyes wide shut mask, but black. But black. Not for a party. <laughs> not for a party. No. So then we cut to commercial and we're like, what is going on? We're left wondering. And they come back and, and Viv and Violet are tied up and we see that it's three people now in the masks. And they. One t- of them who is Azura Sky. Was that who that was? Yes. Oh, good catch. Right? I knew that I knew that girl, but I didn't know where anywhere from. Good catch. Thank you. So they explain just exactly what they're doing here. And they're, I guess, I mean, what do we call these people? They're they're murder freaks? They're like murder Well, fetishists? they did explain
3: it on later in the episode, the detectives. And they are like a group or a club who... Ha- is obsessed with L.A. murders. Right. And they want to recreate the right. their more favorite ones. So they've
1: clearly gone over the deep end in their obsession over serial killers. Well, to, yeah, to so say the least. And it. So these people are obsessed with the murder that we saw in our prologue. Yeah. And they want to recreate it using Viv and Violet. And they only know about the house... And know how to get into the house because we see that the third girl to remove her mask was the girl that we saw earlier in the episode, Bianca, who was a patient, a quote-unquote patient of Ben's. Clearly she is right. just there to stake out the house and figure out ways to get in and out. Um, Quickly. Yeah. And discreetly. Right. So they want to reenact. Oh, and here, this this scene was so gross, this elevator thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, in in her therapy session... I guess it's therapy. I mean, I don't know what
3: you'd call meeting with a psychiatrist. Yeah, therapy. I mean, I guess it's therapy. She talks about a dream where she's caught in an elevator and Karen Carpenter's playing in the background and it won't stop and she's trying to crawl out of the elevator and then the elevator, she sort of gets stuck and the elevator chops chops off her (laughs) legs. Which just goes to show you, I mean, she says that she's had the dream about ten times that she's completely nuts.
1: Right. I, I was wondering that once we figured out that she wasn't even a patient, do we even think that dream is real, or think she's just like a nut job who just made up in like fantasy?
3: That didn't even cross my mind. That she made it up. That she made it up. I because think she just I made like it up. honestly think that's how she thinks.
1: I think it's how she thinks, but I don't think she's afraid of it. I think she just made Interesting. it up. Because she just, she needed something to say to get into right. his office. That's true. And to get in there. So she had to come up with something. And she's obviously a psychopath. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and that was, I mean, th- if that's what came to her mind, we're not like, oh, I'm having trouble sleeping because I'm really stressed. And I need to, like, it was like, I'm dreaming about getting chopped in half in an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's true. That's true. Okay. She made it up. So homegirl was nuts. Bianca. Bianca. That's my doggie's name. Aww. Out of her mind. Um, But it kind of seemed like the house, as it were, came to the rescue tonight. To say the least. If we're assuming that what we kind of talked about last week, then maybe Constance, Moira, Tate are actual agents of the house. Right. They did sort of come to the aid of the Harmon family tonight.
3: Well, if you think about it like that, that they came to the aid of the Harmon family, it doesn't really. I mean, it sounds like the house was doing them a favor, but I think the house, if it is, in fact, trying to harm the Harmon family, is trying to keep it for themselves. Right. They don't want anyone else interfering oh, with good. its plans for the for the Harmon family. I think so. They will get rid of someone that's trying to harm them, They're so like that finders they can, keepers. Yes. Get away
1: from my toys. Exactly. I'll find your own. So we do see that, as we mentioned, that these agents of the house, as they are, did come to the aid. Tate is magically in the house. As Tate usual. somehow is always magically in the house. So is Adelaide. And <laughs> <laughs> and tells Violet that sh- at all costs to get these people into the basement and he'll take care of it. So c- Tate clearly has a connection to this basement. Right. I think above anybody else. He's yeah. able to conjure the bathtub. It seemed like he was able to to create what is needed in the ha- in the basement to scare off whoever needs the scaring off, because I think Tate in episode one was what was necessary for that creepy baby thing to attack the Coke girl. Right. So it seems like Tate has this connection with whatever power or whatever we're to presume is in the basement. Right. I'm I'm thinking Tate holds that connection above anybody else. I think Tate. Ha-
3: In general, has the strongest connection to the house. Well, I'm I'm gonna jump in. Oh my god, you scared the sh out of me, Jesse. Oh my god, this
0: is the voice. No, from the
3: basement. Literally, I almost (laughs) shit my pants.
0: All right. Oh my god. Okay, go. The uh the little girl. Never Adeline. Adeline. I don't know what I was gonna call Adeline. She also, if you remember at the beginning of the episode, was playing with something in the basement in the darkness. She rolled the ball. A little red ball. And then when they went upstairs, the ball ball rolled back. back. So, and also within the first episode, she could talk to those two twins. Oh, that's right. That's right. But I think Tate
3: has a stronger connection to the house because he, we never see him anywhere else but But the the house. Adelaide and Constance, we saw tonight, have their own actual home. Yes.
1: Or, we'll get into that in a second, because I do have some questions about that. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Boy. But, but we do see, I think, I, I do to piggyback on that, I think that Tate has a connection to the basement, whereas I think that Adelaide is just aware of what's in the basement. Ah. I think that Adelaide knows that something is there and likes that it's there, and wants to play with it, but I don't think that they're she can harness the basement's power but i think that tate can mm, because tate cuz tate could use the basement to do something as we've seen in both episodes right that's true so i'm i'm going to go with that
3: okay and at the end of the ep- towards the end of the episode constance asked tate is this your handiwork right and moira said no it's theirs
1: right interesting
3: very interesting loaded
1: conversation at the end Very, very loaded. But so we also, in a roundabout way, Constance sort of helped when we see these these cupcakes. Constance, early in the episode, is making her cupcakes, and she puts the Ipecac in the cupcakes, which she says, she explains to Adelaide and also to the viewers who have no idea what Ipecac does, (laughs) will cause violent stomach pains and internal bleeding And really, really violent illness. And then she also has Adelaide spit in the cupcakes. So then she brings them to the house. And I thought she was bringing them to the house for Vivian to eat them. Because we did see Vivian talk about how she hasn't had any morning sickness yet. And my mind immediately went that it was going to make Vivian sick and mask the fact that there's something wrong with the baby. That was the first thing that I had. That if Vivian uh... were to eat them, she would forget that maybe there's something wrong. That was where I went first. But then Constance is always one step ahead of us. Right. And explains that they're for Violet. They're meant for Violet, which I thought was interesting.
3: I don't, well, I don't understand why she's trying to...
1: To poison Violet. Poison Violet. Right. But we come to find out that they sh- they don't go to their intended recipient. No one wants to eat Constance's No one cupcakes. eats Constance's
3: cupcakes, apparently, even though Vivian cuts one in half and is like, let's share one. And
1: really wants to. And then where did that and cupcake go?
3: She was holding it the whole conversation, and she never ate it, and then I guess she just tossed it.
1: Yeah, weird. But so Vivian eventually does bring the cupcake to Violet. Violet puts it outside her door, which is pretty much a saving grace when we get into the actual home invasion right. because Bianca in the midst of wanting to commit double homicide gets hungry. <laughs> and she's I like, mean, I'm going to eat this four cupcake. As you would. Right. It's it takes a lot out of a girl. It takes a lot out
3: of anybody to like Invade someone's home and then commit a double murder. A sensible cupcake snack never hurt anybody. Right.
1: And lo and behold, there's one on the floor. So <laughs> why not Why not eat it? I mean, clearly she is not concerned about anything. She's a murderer. So right. she's already nuts. And so she, she
3: says, I think the best line of the show. What? It was just staring there saying, eat me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So she eats the cupcake and almost instantly it makes her ill. Like I wonder, I I was She ca- poured a whole bottle of Epicac in that cupcake True. batter. So I guess instantly she's, what she needed to take a crap. Like almost yeah. immediately, <laughs> she's like, oh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> and then it starts making her real, real sick. She's throwing up all over the place. Right. And so then, while she's throwing up, Violet is able to coerce the other girl into taking her down to the basement telling her that this isn't the actual bathtub where the murder happened and if you want this to be accurate you need to take me down there because this is a new bathtub and your whole thing will be thrown off and the girl, because she's so insane wants to be true to this, this original, original murder. murder follows her down there and Tate's down there with the bathtub and out of the bathtub comes the ghosts of both of the murdered girls
3: Well, just Gladys the first time But Gladys when- flashes
1: into Maria I noticed that when Gladys ah. popped up it was Gladys it cut to the murderer and when it flashed back it was Maria it was she was a skin it was the skinnier girl it was Creeping. both of them in the bathtub and dispatches of other murder girl we come to find out later when we see her throat slit yeah but Bianca puking everywhere stumbles back into the bathroom needing help she wants to call it off she wants to go to the hospital something's wrong they need to call off this plan even though they've already showed their faces Clearly, not a good idea. I mean,
3: let's go. Let's leave our intended murdered people, whatever you want to call them. Victims. Victims, <laughs> our murder victims, alive. And let's go to the hospital and come back tomorrow.
1: Right. And murder them then. And murder them then. We'll make a date of it. Right. Okay. How does that sound, you guys? So she comes in the bathroom and we see something walk towards the back of the bathroom. Looks like Tate. And then as she walks towards it, we then see Tate at the door of the bathroom. Right. And I'll, this sort of sent off a thing. How is Tate in both places?
3: That's what I'm so confused about, Tate, because everyone can see him. He's clearly not a ghost because people can touch him.
1: Yeah. But he, but in he both moves
3: so quickly. And he was in the bathroom and then he was out, out of the, the bathroom.
1: bathroom. And then he was chopping her. In- <laughs> With an axe. Right. With an axe. So he he gets rid of Bianca, but I think that this was a clue to a larger thing about Tate's existence. Right. But what I'm confused on and and we saw earlier in the episode when Ben was calling Tate's mother, saying he couldn't see Tate any longer, that he needed to refer him to another doctor because of these what Tate was discussing about wanting to have sex with, with Violet. He's right. uncomfortable and he thinks it's a bad environment. So, on the one hand, Tate is anywhere in the house when he needs to be and wants to be, can control the basement, it seems like, yet he has a mother somewhere. Who was Ben talking to on the phone? Ben was Where having does a conversation. He was having a conversation told, with somebody. He said that he needed to call her back. Someone was clearly on the other line. He wasn't just leaving a message. Right. So, now we're wondering who was Ben talking to? Who was Ben on the phone with? It could be anybody, though. Right. I guess we'll talk about that in prediction. Yeah. But so that clearly a big clue and something that we're arguing And a huge question mark. At. Right. Right. Who is this woman? And so, is Tate a lot? What is Tate? Like a living what being? Is Tate? Yeah, what is, what is Tate? Tate? What is Tate? Right. What are you, Tate? What is Tate? <laughs> so hmm. it all, Vivian and Violet get out of the house. Vivian gets away from the other guy. She hits him on the head. She knocks him out in an intense struggle. He ends up in the basement. And also... Ends up dead. Ends up dead. And Vivian and Violet get out running down the street screaming, help us, help us, call 911. They run past Constance's boudoir, where she's had some fun with...
3: A very young, good-looking a very young, gentleman.
1: handsome man. Gentleman caller. A hired gentleman caller. I'm, I'm in- intrigued to see who exactly this man is, if Constance, oh. having fun with gigolos or not. <laughs> exactly. That was where my, I was like, she's... Oh my god, gigolo. I haven't heard that word in so long. <laughs> So, we're mentally, maybe Constance calls the police, but then we cut to the scene that we were shown in last week's upcoming scenes right. of Tate, Constance, and Moira all together in the basement, hovering over the two killers whose names I don't think we knew. No. Not Bianca, but the other two. And this, what you alluded to when Moira says that it wasn't Tate's handiwork, it was the other two. And Tate says, we have to get rid of the bodies so that they'll keep seeing me. Right. Not he, but they'll keep seeing me. So it wasn't that, so Ben can oh, keep I did not catch that. seeing me, but they'll keep seeing me. And Moira says, what, sh- she says, uh, I'll get a shovel, you get the bleach. Right. So they're going to bury them, disintegrate them, do whatever these three do to keep the other invaders, out of the house so that their plan, whatever they have going on, doesn't get sidetracked. Oh, so twisted. Right, right. So the next day, Vivian and Ben are with the police. The police are saying that Bianca was found down the block, cut in half. Right. I, I have no
3: idea how that girl got out of the house and down the block when someone put an axe to her stomach more than once.
1: Well, do we think that she did get down the block by herself or do we think they, they just disposed her? of her somewhere else because she was the only one whose name they knew and would have recognized right and they had to place her somewhere else they couldn't just get rid of her i have a feeling she didn't get out of there i think that that the three of them got Tate, put, put more and constant that's possible put her down the but
3: we never really saw what happened so it's possible that she did but she just got
1: out of there herself yeah right i I'm hesitant. She got hit twice in the stomach with an axe.
3: I mean, that's what I'm saying. Right.
1: So I think that they might have done it themselves. But we, like we said, we didn't see that. So I'm just guessing. But then the cops explain that they haven't found the other, her accomplices. They presume her accomplices are the ones who did this to her. The cops are thinking she got cold feet and didn't want to go through with it. Although,
3: had the cops examined the house, like gone through the house, they would have seen blood.
1: All over the well, house. Well, the bleach was to clean the blood in the house. Oh, right. So they cleaned the house up. Yeah, but Viv, because... Viv saw it. Right. Viv ran upstairs Viv looking it. for Violet. But Viv was also in such a panic haze, you don't see everything. That's I mean, true. She could have seen stuff, so yeah. we don't know about that. But anyway, so they did clean that up and, and got rid of that. Um, So it was all cleaned up and we cut, we see Ben and, and Vivian and Well, first, Violet comes home, and she earlier in the episode, we'd seen Violet tell Vivian that she's weak, and that was Mm -hmm. a really big thing. It was a pointed moment. She tells her that she's weak, and at the end of the episode, she has sort of seen a side of her mom that she didn't expect. Her mom really fought back, and she tells her how brave she was, and she's clearly pissed at her dad for not being there. And so there was a sort of a a reversal there, I think, on how she saw her mom. And
3: she says, you were very brave.
1: Yeah, she gives her that credit. Yeah. And then Ben is clearly racked with guilt that not only did he lie about where he was, but this happened while he was gone. And he he missed 13 phone calls. (laughs) Right, because his phone was in Crazy Lady's purse. And he apologizes and says, I'm home, but I'm home now. And Vivian says, no, you're not. We're selling this house. And the show ends. So Viv wants out of here. I would too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> why would you stay?
3: Why on Earth? What would possess after you after week one, after I mean, day one? I'd be like, "We're out, we're leaving." This is it. I'm done. Answer. I'm done.
1: Call the bank. Right. Call that lady. Call the realtor. Get her back here. <laughs> Don't tell even her call the realtor. <laughs> Just run.
3: Set the place on fire and, <laughs> and run. run. <laughs> and collect the insurance money and
1: move on with your life. Right. All right. Well, I think now is as good time as any to take a commercial break. I think so. But we will be right back.
2: Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Genesis is a drama queen. This yeah. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call 424-256-1729. 424 Six, 1729
1: It's television and they want it to be as dramatic as possible you, mean it's you never know what
2: goes on behind closed doors Find out why After Buzz TV is the number one source for after show content Now in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain 424-256 1729 424-256
1: 1729 I mean, who would you guys rather hear that? your husband
2: or your best friend the, the wig the wig. No, oh, come out. the wig when the TV show is over get your after buzz on
1: welcome back to after buzz American Horror Story season one episode two, titled Oh my god, god what Vages. is
2: this
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh so creepy I'm so I'm Jesse you can't do this to me I'm too on edge no noises
3: I know I forgot you were there honestly like honestly earlier forgot you were there
1: <laughs> Uh,
3: I can't even stand it.
1: Too much. All right. Well, like we mentioned last week, for the month of October, we are going to help you continue your American Horror Story night. You've watched the show on Wednesdays, you, but you're not done. You haven't gotten your total fix. So we're going to bring you each week a little recommendation for a movie that sort of ties into what we saw this week in the episode of American Horror Story. So this week, um, the episode Home Invasion really spoke to both of us. Referenced a movie that we're both fans of, 2008's *The Strangers*, starring Liv Tyler, Scott Speedman. Um, The show was, or excuse me, the movie was written and directed by um, a man by the name of Brian Bertino. Was his first film, excellent movie, scary as hell. Um, It's about two uh, a couple, a couple who clearly there's some estrangement between them. Things aren't going great in their relationship, and they go out to a house in the woods. And as all things do, when you go out to a house in the woods in the dark, things Things go go bump in the night, and a uh, someone comes knocking on the door and wants in, and much like this, yes, much like this, much like this episode, it was very reminiscent of The Strangers this week, and then these this couple is really for a duration of a film tormented by three psychopaths for absolutely no reason. Yeah, there's there's no rhyme or reason. At least in at least this week, we were given a reason for what they were doing in the American, horror in the American Story. In yes. American Horror story, this they
3: week. do have a reason. Have no a matter reason. how twisted it is,
1: right? But what's more unsettling about the strangers, and I think what scared me the most is there's absolutely no reason. These are just three people who are out of their mind. Oh my god! And just want to s- to kill people. And this is why I don't go to the woods. Right? Don't go to the woods. Don't go if no one knows where you're going to the woods. Don't, Don't go houses, anywhere
3: where your cell phone doesn't work.
1: Where there are no <laughs> people around you for ten miles. Yeah. It just never do it. Like live in a city and survive. And survive. That's right. Right. Well I mean. You could... Unless you live in this mansion in Los Angeles. <laughs> right. But But it is a
3: fantastic movie. Get ready to be watch it with someone frightened for your life
1: watch yeah, it definitely with watch someone. it with i watched somebody. it with my friend and i remember from 15 minutes on i felt like i couldn't breathe i felt like i was having a heart attack and i <laughs> dug my hand into her thigh and held it there <laughs> oh for god. about an hour and 15 minutes and i swear to god i probably had i had to like peel it out because that movie was so intense i think i
3: saw this movie by myself in the theaters like <laughs> during the day though
0: so it's excellent what, film. What made it so scary for you guys?
3: I think it's the fact that it literally was people that they didn't know for no reason doing to them what
1: they were doing. Right. And the music. There was a song in that movie. The, it's a Joanna Newsom song.
3: That just played throughout that the randomly played Whole movie. randomly played on their...
1: Joanna Newsom is a really great but creepy folk artist. If you don't know who she is, she's good. Look her up. But they play her music. They The song plays on the record player... Just like, randomly non-stop. starts playing, and it's very unsettling and really creepy. But I think for me, I mean, that's that was so unsettling and scary. But for me, the movie itself was structured so well, and it's not your typical like torture porn sort of like just blood guts and gore people torture are just chopped up porn. like you know like Saw or yeah. Hostel yeah. yeah. the Wait. entire time. This is exactly the song, Joanna yeah. Newsom. I don't know if this is the one that's played, but this is Joanna Newsom. I don't know if this is it either. This is peach pear plum, and the song is really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is sprout the bean. Oh, it sprout is. You're right. Bean. She's good, but she's bizarre, wicked, creepy. Um, but I think what was scariest for me about the strangers was just the it's all suspense. Yeah. From from 15 minutes on, you uh, it does it. not let up. There's not a most f- horror movies they cut away. It's over a duration of time, not just one night. Where you get a moment to breathe and you get a moment to catch your breath that it lets up, but this film didn't. It never let up also,
3: in most horror films, you do eventually find out who the killer, the killer is killers are, and in what this their motivation one, is,
1: you don't you don't get any resolution.
3: The characters in the movie do because they eventually take off their masks in that movie, but we never get to see their faces right. and
0: we, we see their faces at the very end.
3: no you don't. I think you do actually
0: when they drive away in the truck they drive away in the truck and they talk to the little kids as we've just spoiled strangers for you (laughs) I mean if you haven't seen it by now no I don't think we spoiled anything yeah
1: but But I I think you do see their faces at the end but But they get away with it I think they do get away with it and the most haunting thing is when Liv Tyler says why are you why are you doing this to us and the girl looks at her and says because you were home yeah That's that's it that's it that's it so really great movie check it out but now we're going to cut to news and gossip with Jesse and the Booth.
2: After Buzz TV News.
0: All right, so Entertainment Weekly had an interview with Ryan Murphy this, this week, I'm going to say. Yeah. All right. And uh, the first question was, this episode reminds me a little of The Strangers, but you mentioned it's not a homage to that Brian Murphy replied, I get that people would see that, but that's not at all what we were going for. The masks, I believe, were modeled after Mayan death masks that we found. Also, of course, that movie, the entire thing, they're always in masks. Mm -hmm. On the show, they take them off literally within 30 seconds, and then the story is about the really creepy, strange, but true murder reenactment. Right. Um next question I thought this episode was scarier than the pilot do you agree Ryan Murphy claimed that he does pilots are interesting because you have to cover a lot of ground and introduce a lot of things I think that it's scarier because I think someone inv- he says I think a lot I think someone invading your home is a terrifying idea it's very primal I think it's scary because I think there's 18 <laughs> seconds in particular in the opening when you think the murderer has left. Right. I, and this is actually the reason why I wanted to say about The Strangers, what scared me the most. Because when I saw I didn't see it in theaters. I literally saw it in my basement by myself in, in the dark. In your basement. Oh my god. And the scariest thing is... You never know if they were gone. This could happen to me. Right. I literally and like, there's windows all surrounding me and I was just like, what if? Because right. I'm home,
1: right? Exactly.
0: Um, Terrifying. And actually, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna read this one too because this is kind of a little. I guess we're gonna get into our
2: spoiler alert. Oh, no. Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Warning: A spoiler has been found on AfterBuzz TV property. Please remain calm. Spoiler alert! Awesome. Spoiler
3: you know, alert! It's just Spoiler gonna go on alert. forever. That's so long. <laughs> so long. That's because he pushed
0: it like four times. No, that's now it's that long. That's the one Don't time. lie to me. I'm actually gonna read two spoilers for you. guys. Uh, uh, this one, I was going through all the questions, and this one really uh, interests me. Why is Constance trying to poison Violet? Oh. Know. Yes. Well, Violet is sort of causing problems for Constance's grandmaster plan, mm. which is revealed, I believe in episode 5. It has something to do with Tate. Americans feel good Romeo and Juliet couple?
1: <laughs> I don't know if I I'm like I'm
0: still
3: like a little on the fence about if Constance is Tate's mother.
1: Right, because we learned tonight she had four kids. One of them wasn't handicapped. Right, but something else happened. But something else happened. She lost him to to other forces. Right,
0: Um, and then as far as far as her poisoning him, her I also wondered if because there was so much talk tonight about oh well you know how did you deal with Adeline uh, Adelaide? Adelaide, uh, you know. So I wonder if there was some sort of jealousy and she like felt jealous of the pretty daughter and oh I, I don't know mm, i just that they have a normal kid yeah you know something along that line i could see mm. that um also we will be meeting all of her children by episode eight. eight oh and we haven't even met the scariest of them yet see that's
3: uh, who i think is the normal kid. is the normal kid is probably the most frightening of them all
1: right the normal kid
3: the normal kid
1: yeah the one who she had who wasn't Because she cat. said he was a, a picture of perfection. Yeah. Uh. I think he's going to be terrifying. Yeah. If he isn't Tate. If he's not Tate, yeah. Hmm. All right. And we all want to know if we'll be
0: getting flashbacks for Constance and Moira. Yes, we begin episode three with a big, big, meaty scene where you see why Moira has mm. that ghostly eye. It's supposed to be set in 1983. When uh, Jessica Lane read that scene, she was kind of worried we were going to get, going to find a younger actress who looked like her in 1983. I said, no, 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 you're going to do it, because you want to see Jessica Lane do that scene. But then we hired these people that did amazing work, like on the curious case of Benjamin Button with CGI. Everyone's thrilled with how that turned out. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, interesting.
3: They spent a crap ton of money making Jessica Lange look, look 40 years younger. Not 40. You like, get 20. It. like 20. Like <laughs> 20. 25. I'm like 40
0: years that, old. She looks
1: good. No, she she's looks good. amazing. Yeah, like for that scene, because if it's 1983, she's got to look at least 25 years Her skin got to be yeah. pulled
0: back tight. Yeah. Um, and then as far as her little lover boy up here, um,
3: is there something in there? There
0: is a little something. That he's her handyman, and he will be coming back and kind of playing her boyfriend role. Oh. Oh. Yum. And also, (laughs) interesting. Constance isn't above paying for younger boys. Ah. Ah. (laughs) I didn't even read that when I printed (laughs) it. And that's your (laughs) After Buzz TV news and gossip for the week of October 13th,
1: 2011. Let's get into some... David.
2: And now, your, your After After buzz TV. TV. David Predictions.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite thing. It's the only reason why I come here.
1: <laughs> Alright, well, <laughs> <laughs> something that I thought of when we were speaking about the Ben and Hayden storyline, mm-hmm. the problem of my mind, we're concerned about her mental stability. Do we wonder if she was even actually really pregnant, one, or if she even actually really went through with the abortion, too? Oh. Because I could see either one of those things. Either she faked the entire thing to get them back into her life. Or the reason why I'm not so sure about that is because they actually were at the abortion clinic. Right. But But if she went in there and just didn't do it.
3: Right. Because he left, it's very possible. And we do see her next week in the preview saying, We have to tell Vivian. Right. She deserves to know.
1: Right. So I have a feeling that we haven't seen an end to. And
3: she called it our baby.
1: Yes. So I, I have a feeling that there was a ploy. This was a ploy, and I don't think the baby's gone. If there was a baby. To begin Very with. clever. Yeah. Agreed. So I thought about that. Now, my other question, are we bummed we didn't see Rubberman this week? We didn't see anything no, about No, I'm very happy Rubberman was not involved. I hope we don't see
3: him for a while, at least, because there was enough <laughs> happening in this episode to, have, to worry about this creepy man in the leather costume.
1: Right. All right. Well, the big question that we talked about earlier um, and we didn't really get into what we thought about it Who, what do we think Tate is what what do we what do you i mean i'm i'm curious to know what, what you think do you think he's something that's in the house that's just he's connected to the house he's maybe not actually living even though he is a being but he doesn't exist outside of the house what where do you think this is going
3: i honestly think he doesn't exist outside of the house okay. and that's why he just sort of randomly appears. I don't know what he is, though, is my thing. Like he can't—he's definitely not
1: alive, right? I'm just, it's, I, it's impossible in my mind for him to be human for everything we've seen him be. Right? Able to There's do. no
3: way that he's a human being. Yeah,
1: I'm very interested to see what he is. Me too. What the? What the hell? Tate I is.
3: don't think we're gonna be finding that out. I think, next no. week. I think
1: that's going to be like a central Maybe mystery for all I think of this so. season I think is so Is to find out just who Tate is
3: <laughs> What he is, what he is even. Where he comes from, what his storyline is Well it looks right. like we're getting next week Moira And Constance's stories Right, exciting
1: Very exciting I want a meaty like, Clash of the Titans With with Constance and Moira. It's going to be amazing. I'm so so stoked. I'm so excited. All right. Well, on that note, I think that's all for tonight. I think so. So watch next week. (laughs) Oh. All right. We'll check back in with us next week. We will be back and hopefully Brett will be back with us and we will break it all down for you next week. Have some more group therapy. Thanks for watching.